Welcome to the podcast, Daily Drops. I'm your host, Jen Weir. And today, we're going to be talking about essential oils. Do they kill viruses and bacteria? What a hot topic, especially now. If you're listening to this in 2030, this may not be a huge topic. But in 2020, the idea of anything killing viruses is huge. And so I wanted to throw my hat in the ring and just have a conversation about things that kill viruses and things that don't. The fact of the matter is essential oils do not kill anything. Nothing that God created plant-wise, I should say, kills. They only they only bring life to the body. More importantly, when it comes to things like bacteria, or viruses, or fungus, or anything maybe that you wouldn't want in your environment or in your body, they're consumers. Essential oils, plants, herbs, that type of thing, they consume. They digest these types of things. Studies have shown from different doctors who are interested in in learning about holistic types of medicine, things that you find in nature, have seen that really plants, when processed down into an oil-like substance, the very essence of the plant, they don't actually kill anything. They bring life. They just simply consume it. They decompose it. If you've ever watched one of those time-lapse videos on uh, planet Earth or the Nature Channel, something like that, And you see over a period of, I don't know, maybe a week or two, um, mushrooms will come on top of leaves and just munch through them. And all of a sudden, it just, it decomposes it. And you're left with nothing on the forest floor, except for the mushrooms. This is the same thing with essential oils. The problem is, is that we and our, in the last probably about 150 years, have turned rather to rather from creation, we've gone over to what can man make. I feel like this should be just a big stop sign for everybody, big flashing red light. Anything that man creates, it's going to be synthetic. Not to say that anything that man creates is bad. I don't mean that. Please hear me. If a man creates a car, we're so much better off for it. We can get to point A to from, excuse me, we can get from point A to point B much quicker than if we just use our legs. Or airplane, for example, air travel. I mean, how many of you are so thrilled that we have air travel now? A trip that used to take us six months or a year to get from New York up to Washington State now takes six hours. When you think about things that man makes to ingest, when it is something that is synthetic, your body doesn't know what to do with that. In terms of medicine, or what we call modern medicine, we we slap the term modern on top of it and think, oh, ta-da, it's so amazing. And that actually doesn't make it ta-da amazing. It can actually make it ta-da devastating to the body. Because modern medicine is what they did is they saw, oh, this works in nature. So let's synthetically make this thing that works in nature and let's manufacture it. When you have something in nature, let's say a peppermint plant, 
that when chewed, soothes the stomach, pumps the brakes on hiccups, and all manner of things, maybe soothes tired muscles when you rub it mixed with a, a balm of sorts. If you synthetically manufacture the chemical components of a peppermint plant and make it a fake peppermint, a menthol of sorts, your body doesn't know what to do with that. It doesn't recognize it on a cellular level. Drugs will work in opposite ways. See, drugs, medicine, modern medicine, toxify. They're meant to kill, right? We have chemotherapy that kills cancer, antibiotics that kill a bacterial infection, where essential oils, that's what we're talking about specifically, they will detoxify the body or detoxify something. When you take the peel of a lemon, which is where we get lemon oil from, and you squeeze it, or you just simply squeeze the lemon juice into your water, you do that because you know that when you drink that water, it's going to flush out toxins in the body. Modern medicine drugs will clog and confuse receptor sites in the brain. The oils can clean receptor sites. See how that works? When you watch a commercial, and this always makes me laugh, if you watch a commercial for any medication, I mean, we all joke about it. It's, oh, well, this, you know, your stomach won't be upset anymore. However, your arm will fall off, your head might pop off, your leg might swell up and bleed. This is all very normal, common side effects. I make, uh, you know, obviously a gross exaggeration about the side effects of these things, but it, it feels like, you know what, I'd rather have my stomach be a little upset than have this risk of all these other things. Very rarely do we ask, why is it that these medicines have all the side effects? We criticize it and say, well, I'm not going to take that because of all these side effects. But think about it. Any medicine will do that. And the reason is because it blocks, it confuses, it clogs up the receptor sites in your brain. So then your brain can't function. Your brain is the epicenter of your nervous system. It tells every organ, every part in your body what to do and when. And so if you're clogging and, and blocking all of these receptor sites, your body simply can't heal. And it can't move properly. I mean, maybe you don't need any healing, but it's certainly, it has to function. Where essential oils will clean the receptor sites. This is why we have aromatherapy. The word aromatherapy is just Latin for scent treatment. So we're treating the brain by your sense of smell. When we breathe in lavender, the receptor sites are clean and clear, and now we feel soothed, and we feel relaxed, and we feel calm. If you have a synthetic lavender fragrance, it might smell okay, and you think, oh, that smells nice. But it's confusing your receptor sites. It's clogging your brain. See, this is why when we see the word fragrance on any sort of perfume or any uh, laundry soap, any kind of soap of any kind, we want to make sure that we understand that fragrance is synthetic. Your brain does not know what to do with it, and therefore, as you smell it, as you spray it, as you use it, it's now going to clog up 
and dirty up those receptor sites. On the reverse side, anytime you've bought dill, right, for herbs, I just made, um, I just made matzo ball soup and we put some dill herbs in there and it took me longer to make the soup because I couldn't stop smelling the herb. You know what I mean? Like when you chop up just some fresh, rich basil, the whole kitchen is just permeated with that smell. It's intoxicating. Or think about fresh garlic. Doesn't fresh garlic on a, on a nice piece of basil tomato toast just, isn't that just delicious? The reason why it's so delicious is because you first start to smell it. And when you smell something, the enzymes in your mouth start to, start to kick in and your mouth starts to water. That's why it starts to taste delicious because we, we literally taste with our sense of smell. So before we even put a bite of that garlicky tomato basil toast in our mouth, we're already knowing what it tastes like because we can smell it. See, what happens is, is it goes in our brain and we're clearing our receptor sites. Those, that basil plant we chopped up, that dill I was messing with the other day, when I chop it up, I'm releasing its essence, the essential oil in there. So already aromatherapy is kicking in. Going back to modern medicine versus essential oils, excuse me, modern medicine will depress the immune system. And when we think about, do essential oils kill viruses? Well, no, thank God, they don't kill anything. Because if we put them on our body or if we diffuse them in our home, then they might kill our cells, right? So we don't want anything to, to kill. Where drugs depress the immune system, essential oil will strengthen the immune system. Antibiotics will attack bacteria indiscriminately, meaning that it kills good, both good and bad bacteria. Now when I go out to the market, when I'm in, in public in this time in our world, I see everybody dousing their hands with antibacterial um, hand sanitizer, stripping their bodies of every bacteria, good and bad. We need bacteria. Our bellies need good bacteria. This is why we all take probiotics. But when we constantly use antibacterial and antibiotics, we attack that bacteria, the good and the bad. But oils only take care of the harmful bacteria, allowing our body's natural, friendly flora to flourish. See, drugs are very one-dimensional. They're programmed like robots to carry out certain actions in the body. It kind of reminds me of doctors, and if you've listened to me for long enough, you know my relationship with doctors is not good. And, I mean, to be fair, I had a kid with a severe life-threatening cancer, and the doctors wanted to just nuke his body and kill everything in his body so that the one cancer, you know, wouldn't come back. And like doctors, they only know what they know. If you're talking to a heart surgeon, he really only knows the heart and how to take it apart and put it back together. Uh, an orthopedist, all he knows is bones. It's the same thing with a drug. It's a robot. It's one-dimensional. All it knows is what it knows. Antibiotic is going to take care of every bacteria, good or bad. An antiviral is going to take care of all the viruses and going to completely demolish it. 
along with other things in the body. When the body condition changes, drugs keep on going. They keep on doing what they were doing even when their actions are no longer beneficial. So in other words, as the body starts to get better and the drug is still in the body, so you know if you've ever taken an antibiotic, you have to take it for 10 days. But if you're like me, a little bit rebellious and not a good pill swallower, you stop taking the, the medicine as soon as you start feeling better. Much to my doctor's chagrin, by the way. But the thing is, is that if you take your medicine for the full 10 to 12 days, your body is getting better. And really, you don't need that medicine after your body feels better. But as you keep taking it, it's going to keep looking for things to destroy and to kill. Essential oils are multidimensional, filled with homeopathic intelligence to restore the body to a state of a healthy balance. When body conditions change, the oils adapt, raising or lowering anything that needs to be raised or lowered, stimulating or repressing anything that needs to be stimulated or repressed. So if you think about it, in the event of, let's say, stress, if any of us is stressed, if, even if it's just perceived stress, maybe our world is going a little crazy and so your body is feeling stress, immediately your adrenal glands start to produce cortisol. Well, if you inhale lavender, let's say, um, cedarwood, maybe even orange, all of a sudden the effects of those oils on our brain will signal to the adrenals to repress that production of cortisol. On the other side, when you breathe in cedarwood because your body is needing to fall asleep but your mind is going a mile a minute, what's happening is your body may not be producing enough melatonin, your sleep cycle might be off. So when we breathe in that, it balances the body back to a homeostasis environment, meaning back to balance the way it should be. And so now rather than having your mind racing, it, it, it's dark out, it's quieting, and then your body now is able to produce the melatonin it needs. See, they're multidimensional. They're multifaceted. Essential oils do more than one job. This is why I might enjoy lavender, but you might think, oh, you know what, it didn't really relax me, but peppermint relaxed me. It's because our, my DNA is different than your DNA. And so the two of us are going to respond differently to many oils. It's the reason why you and I will respond differently to different salads. Think about it. How many times have you met with a friend and they're like, well, I don't know if anybody really likes beets, but let's say you have a friend like that. They're going, oh, I love beets. Beets are amazing. And you're thinking, you are insane. Beets taste like dirt, right? Or maybe you have someone who just loves raspberries and you're thinking, gosh, they taste like squishy beans, but your love is apple. So you see what I mean? It's our DNA is different. Our tastes are different. And remember, we taste with our sense of smell. I hope you're staying with me on this podcast because I know I'm all over the place. But let me wrap it up by saying this. If you think about essential oils, going back to the original, the original beginning of this topic, do they kill viruses? The most important thing is to remember is no, 
they don't. Essential oils don't kill anything. They're designed to bring our bodies back into a state of healing. If you read the scriptures, they say that the leaves will be for medicine. Essential oils come from the leaves of plants. It's the essence of plants. The scriptures are clear. They're for medicine, early ancient medicine that's been around for millennia. You have to think about it. What we're using now that we call modern has only been around not even 200 years. And sometimes when something is so new, we don't know the long-term effects of it. I gotta say, if you're one that's prone to using more modern methods, you might have to ask yourself, what is this really doing to my body? If it's meant to kill something, do I really want that in my body? When you take a lot of ibuprofen, a lot of Tylenol, just know it is quieting that headache or that backache, but it's also putting a lot of damage on your liver. Really, if you think about a headache, this is free, and we'll talk about this next time. But many times the cause of a headache is just a lack of proper enzymes in the body. Good gut health. We'll talk about that next time. Thanks for joining me on Daily Drops. We'll see you next time.